Hello people, welcome to the When in Yorkshire podcast. This is episode 17. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, I hope everyone is very, very well. So in this episode, I, I am joined by Lorna and Dan from the folk pop punk punk pop band uh, Skinny Lister. And they are also another member of the Extra Mile family. Um, so I first heard of Skinny Lister when they, I believe they were supporting Frank Turner um, and he was posting a lot on the social media about them. Um, that sparked my interest. I checked them out and I was absolutely fascinated by them. Uh, they were very different to anything that I was listening to at the time. Um, so much energy uh, and that, that really sort of caught my attention. Um, and I've continued to listen to them a lot since then. It's probably been about three years, I would, I would say. Um, I was then sort of re- reintroduced to them, I guess, um, when I heard the Beans on Toast song, 1980s Sagittarius, which is, is mostly about Lorna. Um, but also obviously mentions Skinny Lister a lot in there too. Um, it's a great song and they are very nice to see sort of label mates uh, giving a shout out to each other. Um, and then that got me listening to the two Skinny Lister in a sort of more concentrated uh, method, I guess, again. Um, and then I saw that they had a, a new album coming out um, and then a new tour. So yeah, that, that kind of got me interested in them very much again and I'll be perfectly honest this album um, is absolutely fantastic so much so that I would recommend that if you haven't heard it yet um, that you pause the podcast go on to Amazon or whatever or if you're very very close to some form of record store then go down and buy it um, I will give you a minute to to do that just take the take the plunge don't don't even think about it don't check anything out if you haven't heard anything just go and do it um you won't regret it um they are one of the most i don't know hard working busy bands uh, one of the busiest bands that that i've seen for for a long time and so much so that they've won awards for hardest working band um they cover an insane amount of ground um, and just seem to really, really thrive off the the relationships that they have with their fans, um, and that that is kind of a testament as to to how they've built up their fan base. I guess um, they're very, very much about that experience with with the fans, but their recorded stuff is also absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, check out the latest album, um, which is which is brilliant. It's called uh, the Story Is. So. If, you, um, if you're a first-time listener for the podcast, then welcome. Um, there's a whole load of other episodes that you could jump to um, on the back of this with other uh, sort of, uh, label mates from Extra Mile. You can check out Beans on Toast, um, check out uh, Frank Turner, check out Sam Duckworth of Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly, Dan Allen from Ducking Punches, um, Sean McGowan. Um, there's loads safe to say that I very much enjoy Extra Mile. Um, so yeah, thanks very much for joining me on this one um, and I hope you enjoy it. This is Lorna and Dan of Skinny Lister. This is episode 17 of the When in Yorkshire podcast. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining me. I'm here with Lorna and Dan from Skinny Lister. How are you guys doing? We're very, very well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. We're at the Key Club in Leeds. Um, have you guys been here before? 
We've not. Uh, I mean, we've been to Leeds a few times. Yeah. Uh, I think, in fact, the past, past three or four times, I think we played the Leeds Brudenell Social Club. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a great venue. Um, it's a, it is a great venue, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is nice to change up now and again, and this looks like a good venue. We've just had a look around for the first time. Looks looks like it's going to be a nice, uh, intimate, sweaty mess in there. Absolutely. And it's sold out! Awesome. Well done. Yeah, I've, I've seen your ticket links. You're sort of like, only like 10 to go you and search yeah, through. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's always weeks. good to get rid of them, you know, ahead yeah, of the yeah. show and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure... It usually means when they're sold out that there's a you know extra bit of sparkle in the atmosphere. Absolutely, so it is. It's it a great venue um, yeah. as as an audience member, and I've played it a few times. It's, right. uh, it's great, and the staff are amazing. They look after you nicely. Yeah, it feels um, good. You know, we've just arrived. But we've had a nice welcome. All feels good. Yeah, yeah. I've grabbed you immediately. So yeah, hopefully yeah, you have fine, to do we, less lifting. Yeah, exactly. no, we're out of the loadout. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So um, with this, I like to sort of start from your very beginnings uh, into your journeys of music. So kind of where you first experienced music so have you got like a memory of your first exposure to any form of music um well i think with me personally it was probably my parents uh, listening to the beatles and stuff yeah. um, and uh, you know i can remember playing those old vinyl records i think i had the blue blue beatles album you know yeah. the red one and uh yeah i just fell in love with this those. was in the 60s <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> when out. they just come out <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and that, uh so yeah that was my and i think from there i went slightly further back and i got into uh, people like buddy holly and you know the early right, rock okay. and roll stuff yeah. and i think that's what gave me the access into um playing guitar because every song that buddy holly had was just three chords it yeah was a d and e massively accessible A very accessible yeah, yeah. and sort of punk in its own way and yeah. um, as soon as you learn the A and the D chord you yeah. sort of got the Buddy Holly song covered and I think that was sort of quite inspirational absolutely um, so yeah personally that's sort of where I, I sort of came in from obviously since then opened up into all sorts of yeah, stuff, yeah. other stuff and I really love 80s I love the Smiths and all that sort of that era of stuff and you know everything across the board really this, but yeah you Lorna I don't know <laughs> I, I grew up in quite a musical household my dad's okay. been uh, an unaccompanied uh, folk singer for right. quite a while um, and yeah so I was born into the folk world and used to spend Excellent. every Saturday um, at folk clubs basically yeah. making dens under the <laughs> stairs and doing anything I could to avoid uh, listening to the old guys right. <laughs> <laughs> singing with their fingers in their ears so yeah it just goes back as long as I can remember and uh you know, despite all those years trying to get away from it, in the end I found myself yeah, in a folk abs- band. So. Absolutely, it's <laughs> taking you right back round. So yeah, so yeah. It's ingrained itself in you. Definitely, as soon as, you know, the folk tunes go, I, yeah. can, I feel at home. It's just Excellent, yeah. excellent. So uh, in terms of your experience of live music then, obviously that will have been, for, for you, Lana, that would have been sort of your first experience of live music as well, I guess, kind of the, the folk scene. Yeah, there's an American folk band that's still playing now called Gypsy Reel, and I remember right. falling in love with the female vocalist of that group and thinking that she was amazing. Excellent. And so I guess she kind of inspired me. Yeah. Claudine, Claudine, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And you, Dan? Uh, like, I remember when I was really little, just going to watch local bands play in my hometown and yeah. thinking, you know, they've cracked it. These guys, <laughs> you know, they're obviously yeah. local heroes, but I thought, you know, if I could just be like that one day, that'd be amazing. Who was that then? Have you oh, I can't names? remember the names. No, no, no one I can remember. No one anyone else probably remembers. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they were probably my first experiences. But then, I don't know, since then, I thought, well, I mentioned him, Morrissey, I remember seeing him yeah. like, um, at one of my first concerts in uh, Hull, because I'm from Bridlington, I'm from Yorkshire. Right, okay, yeah, um, yeah. Um, uh, Hull, what's Yeah, the it accent gave it away. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's still there a bit, despite living down south for a lot of years. 
Um, and then, God, I can't even remember. I've seen a, a lot. I remember seeing the Lars in... Um, Wow. Uh, uh, in Hull, what's the venue? Um, what's Adelphi. The, Adelphi, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Because I would, I would have struggled for that. But yeah. Is the Adelphi still running? It certainly is. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's got. Um, I think loads of people have stepped in and become patrons of it to yeah, try and keep yeah. that circuit alive. We've got like, yeah. I think Kaiser Chiefs have stepped in. And, oh wow! And okay. They did a load of gigs there to yeah, like, yeah. bring in some money. It's a great it's, little. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear it's still up yeah, and running. Yeah, same guy as well. Yeah, same yeah. Guy's oh, been yeah, running yeah, it all the years. It's amazing. Okay, yeah. So yeah, in. you know, venues like that, and you know, yeah. see, and those sort of uh, you know independent venues like that, it's yeah. always good to see. Stuff. Yeah, what capacity is that venue? It's a small one. I can't <laughs> remember. Yeah. 150. Yeah, I maybe. think it's between 150 and 200. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. we should play there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good. It's a legendary <laughs> it's venue. Still, it really is. Yeah. It still pulls people. It's, like, it's basically like on a just a, a residential street. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. guy lives above it. Oh wow, um, that and sounds cool. It, yeah, it is. It is. When you see pictures of it from like 40 years ago, it hasn't changed. Oh, um, right. but yeah, I'm it's, surprised it's not been shut down be for noise complaints. <laughs> I think it's that ingrained in holes, just yeah. uh, like history. Yeah, and exactly. Everybody yeah, yeah, loves yeah. it. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. done well. It's done well. Um, so in terms of you guys, like your first experiences of playing music then and sort of getting to where you are now, can you remember like your first bands or first performances? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I was playing you know when I was 10 11 I'd already you know as I said sat to learn the Buddy Holly tracks yeah. and stuff and um, and and even stuff like the Shadows we used to play songs and me and a couple of school friends got together and did a like school assemblies yeah now and again that's excellent sort of thing. I remember those well yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I remember you know taking them very seriously and uh you know the, the, yeah we did the yeah well, uh, seriously into the shadows we did, you know the track FBI yeah we did, uh, we did the uh, moves <laughs> to the left and right this, this was the, not classic. when it was was fresh. It was not. Yeah, it was not cool. <laughs> People weren't listening to the shadows generally. We even had the you know brill creamed hair and everything. But yeah, that was our first sort of adventures into um, yeah. into performing. School assembly's a big crowd as well. Like. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> captive crowd. Yeah, yeah, you've you got like two hundred people potentially <laughs> for a first gig. That's good going. And you get it wrong, you're, not, you're going to hear about it afterwards as well. Yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then everything else is sort of an extension of that. Then it gets a bit more serious. You take it outside of school, obviously, yeah. and uh, you know. And now we find ourselves, you know, on a world tour. So, you know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Into Different band members, obviously. Let's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I sort of, I, I've done the exact opposite to you. So I grew up in Hertfordshire till I was twelve. All right, okay. and then moved to Whitby. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, no, Whitby. Whitby yeah, 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 yeah. So there's quite a heavy folk scene there, and yeah, of course. We have Whitby folk week. Which yeah, my dad used there, to yeah. sing at Whitby yeah, Fight absolutely. Festival, so he's to go up there for the week. Yeah, it's still going out. massively strong. And they're quite yeah. serious about the folk, actually, yes. at the Whitby Folk Festival. Yeah, absolutely. very serious. Yeah, yeah, it's a high caliber of people. Yeah. That go Didn't you there, get yeah. reprimanded at one of the dances for not um, doing the correct moves? Oh God, yeah, there was a guy. We were a little bit tipsy yeah. on, on whatever standard and folk. <laughs> <week>. <laughs> yeah. But there was a guy taking it very seriously, and I've been to barn dances every weekend as a child because my parents were in a. A Kaylee band, yeah, yeah, um, and this guy we just took it way more seriously than all the rest of us, and he was like, "Weave, weave, <laughs> weave!" It's like, "Oh my god, I can't concentrate on the moves because you're just yeah, a Kaylee amazing. Nazi." <laughs> there, there, there's, a, there's a very good chance if he's from Whitby that I know him. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I could probably narrow it down to a few. Um, yeah, um, so yeah, in, in terms of playing in Bridlington, like where where did you play? Where did 
Um, there's a place called Leisure World. I don't know if right. you know Bridwell. No, but I mean, the well. bands. It was quite good actually because uh, we used to have like a thing called a rock night, as most towns I think yeah. have a, a rock night, and uh, a lot of people used to come to it actually. And it was you know like a club night, but they used to put some bands on. Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of bands had their first performances down there. Um, it, you know, it was a good outlet, and you sort of you're on a big stage. You felt yeah. like you were you know it's doing a, good a platform prof- proper for, gig. Yeah. 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 I've never played. There's a, a legendary venue there called the Spa Royal Hall. Uh, right. I've never played there actually, but that's um, every. It seems to be on everyone's circuit. Even yeah. you know, relatively big bands stop there, so maybe at some point we'll get to play there. But yeah, uh, it's a bucket it, list one for you. It sort of is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> the, it, it'd be the homecoming uh, <laughs> yeah, gig, yeah. and it's quite a nice venue. It's right on the seafront. And it's, nice. um, I've seen. I mean, I've seen Pulp there. Yeah, I saw Paul Weller there. Anyone who came to town, we sort of we sort of saw them. But Bowie played there back in the day, you know, in his, yeah. in his Ziggy uh, get up and stuff. But, um, so it's got it's got a rich history that that venue. Excellent. Um, Didn't your yeah. uncle say he nearly got run over by Bowie? Oh, I did, yeah, yeah. Bowie was leaving the bridge spa, and uh, his chauffeur was driving. He was yeah, in the back, but he, he, uh, yeah, he had to dodge out of there. Almost got that's his on, claim so, to yeah. fame. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah. um, Lorna, your, your sort of first experiences of music, can you remember your first performance? Um, well, um, not really. I mean, yes, I can, because I left <laughs> it quite late. Right. I, I had a terrible experience learning the piano. Okay. My piano teacher went on holiday and had her daughter teach me, and that was it. I was over music. Right. Um, and then it was just a matter of learning words. So I, I loved Salt and Pepper, so I'd just yes. repeat raps <laughs> over and over again. Uh, but I kept it very quiet, and I didn't really push it anywhere. Okay. And then, um, I don't know, just later on, my brother Max is in the band as well. Yeah. He he decided to move from dance music. I was always a bit jealous because he'd bring home his, his music pick, um compositions right. and play them to my mum and dad and they'd be like oh yeah that's so good and then I'd bring home my essays about Charlotte Bronte or something and yeah. Like, yeah I don't really want to read that yeah. <laughs> um, so then when my brother decided to learn the melodeon so he could play in fake clubs with my dad yeah I was like hang on a minute I want to get involved in this so um, another inspiration in my life was Hester Goodman from the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain. Right, okay. She is a family friend. So I'd started learning ukulele earlier on, but again, not very disciplined and gave it up. But I, I picked up the ukulele again and then started singing. And then I realized that I liked singing. And so me and my brother started an Appalachian folk band called right. the Bonafide Family Band that my mum and dad joined as well. And it was just a fun thing. Um, you know, having a few drinks at house parties and yeah. getting dressed up and playing some Carter family and stuff Excellent. like that. Excellent, that sounds amazing. So <laughs> that's kind of where it, it's uh, yeah. kind of started because Dan was obviously writing original music already. Yeah. He was going to folk clubs with Mule, who's in the band, and singing sea shanties. And at the same time, Max and Dan were playing traditional English tunes right? Uh, just at house parties and at pubs again. So I think you sort of thought, why yeah, don't we bring it all yeah. together? Yeah. And uh, I went to see them playing, and I thought this is really good. There's something here, but I thought it'd be better with a sort of an English slant rather than yeah, aping an American sound. Yeah. If we could make this sort of more authentically English and be, you know, ourselves, there'd be, you know, more legs on it. I think, and uh, and that's that's what happened. It, it was sort of all those elements coming together. You know, the sea yeah. shanty stuff and the folk club thing and house parties and you know. 
just seeing the reaction we got when you know Max plays accordion, stomping feet, and just playing those traditional English tunes. Absolutely, the energy that that brings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a really physical instrument, it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it That's... seems to touch people somewhere. Yeah, and we sort of you know took that and sort of ran with it as far as we could, and we're still we're still running with it. I mean, yeah. you know, but yeah. we broke into festivals and took yeah. our instruments, and even if we didn't have a set or a stage, we would just you know busk it yeah. out, and it found we found that we really attracted a crowd, and that's kind of how everything's come from that because eventually Sunday Best at Festival, you know, picked us yeah. up and put us on stages and we signed a, a deal with them and then we took it over to South by Southwest, which is the perfect place to just Absolutely. busk on I was going to say that, that is yeah, the yeah. busking festival, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't yeah, it? We yeah. busked and busked and we, we worked, got, yeah. we worked hard, yeah. but we got, we well, got won signed. awards for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got signed in the week that we pretty much that we were at South by Southwest. We got Vans Warped Tour and then, you know, the journey yeah. continues from there really. That's amazing. So. That's amazing. So you, for for something that is potentially not a, like an overly mainstream sound, mm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of reached everybody, yeah, and and yeah. all over the world. Yeah, I say quickly. It probably doesn't yeah. feel too quickly no, for no, you it guys. Definitely doesn't. Um, yeah. And with the amount of gigs that you've done and the yeah, amount yeah, of work yeah. that you've put into it, but it is a relatively short time frame for the amount of ground that you've covered, I think. Yeah, yeah. It can be looked at like that. You can, you can look at it either yeah. way and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we've not got to the you know, top of the mountain yet. No, we're, no. We're still, you know, we've, but really we've steadily <laughs> been climbing. Yeah. And, and that's sort of good enough for us and we're having a good time. Absolutely. Yeah, as mean, long as it's heading in the right direction, we're, we're happy to yeah. keep doing that. But yeah, and we are lucky to have been all around, you know, we've been to America obviously a lot, Japan. Yeah all around Europe and, you know, continue to open up new markets, you know. Absolutely. I mean, I've spoken so, to so. a fair few bands and, you know, that they're, um, they're doing very well within their own within their own rights. Mm. And, and a lot of the things that they've got on their bucket lists are like Japan, yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, then, yeah, have a look at your, your gig yeah, history. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I mean, well, there were on ours. Done it, done yeah. it. <laughs> the flogging, we, we've turned a lot with a band called Flogging. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. Um, they have a cruise that sails around the Bahamas. Yeah. We've been lucky enough to do that twice now. But that, well, the first That's, time we did that, we were just looking around as going, what the hell did we get? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> around the pool party. And, as I know, the, as the I've seen set, pictures. So, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely amazing. And then yeah. you're, you're, um, you're off for the Lost Evenings. Yeah, well. yeah. yeah, with our good friend and label mate, Frank Turner. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and Boston's already a sort of quite a stronghold for us in America absolutely. as well. So, so, you know, that that should be a really good gig, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I can't remember when that is. is that May. Le- May, May yeah. 18 or 19, yeah. something like that. If anyone's listening in Boston, yeah. that oh, is, yeah, although yeah. it's sold out, I'm afraid. But, uh, yeah, yeah. As with most of Frank's gigs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I managed to speak to him when he came to the first Direct Arena at Leeds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I've had a chat with him. Yeah. Um, and a fair few of your label mates. It turns out I've got quite a thing for Extra Mile. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely not. And um, one thing, I've, I spoke to Sean McGowan. Yeah, yeah. Um, Beans on Toast. Yeah. Um, who's clearly a big fan of yours. You're featuring oh, songs. bless him. I love that a song man. all about I know. It? I have, I have, however, corrected him on that yeah. song, and Twitter has has deemed that I was correct. What? Um, that, well, it's, a, it's a great song, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's um, rock, paper, scissors. It's not paper, scissors, stone. Uh, just, just to clarify, yeah. I mean, okay. he didn't agree <laughs> with me. I'm going to stick up for Beans. <laughs> I always give it. Him... Once you've committed it to uh, your record, that's it forever now. Every time you know that now, he'd be like, ah. No, we're going to stick up for him because we give him such a hard time. It, it appears I, it might be a north south divide. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go with that. We'll go with a regional divide. But yeah, it's a great song. And. 
And kind of one thing that I've spotted, or not necessarily spotted, but observed through listening to a lot of Extra Mile that you all fit into, which is the, the stories. Mm. All of all of the artists seems to be telling very very vivid stories and and tales, mm. and I, I guess that's something that that has captured a lot of people's imaginations. Um, and, and yeah, it's, they're really engaging stories for pretty much everybody that's on on the label. Yeah. In terms of sort of lyrical content for you guys, like where does that come from? Um, it just comes from whatever's put in front of us, really. The experiences that are put in front of us, all the stories that we observe uh, that are put in front of us, I think. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, with those artists that you mentioned, everyone, I think having that big element of truth in what you're saying mm. um, makes it a more vivid story. And you, know, you, you can write things, um, you know, it's almost like the, you know, the truth is stranger than fictions. Thing. Yeah. You, you write things that you wouldn't think of. If, if you were trying to make something up, you wouldn't uh, make... There's a song on our new album about um, the guy who tried to set fire to his flat below our flat right. um, called Artist Arsonist, for instance. I mean, I'd never have... No. thought of the concept of writing a, a song about that but when it happens and it presents itself to you then the best thing for a songwriter to do is to take advantage of that yeah. and write about it there's another song about the Hawaiian false um, you know the false missile attack that they had yes. last year yeah yeah so someone a friend of ours who lives in Hawaii put that on uh, put a, a tweet up saying what he did received this message and he'd gone out into the um in, outside, stripped off naked and held his hands to the gods as if to say, take me now. So that, <laughs> right, that was a great yeah, yeah. starting point Absolutely. for us. Absolutely. Again, I wouldn't have thought of that without it being presented. So yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it. and the lyrics you write within that then become more original, I think. It's not just the case of writing a love song saying, I love you, da da da, yeah, da, da. Yeah. You, you, you want to try and write something a bit more interesting, I think. And I think when there's a big chunk of truth in it, they're the ones that connect with people more. Yeah. Oh, that's the theory anyway. And it yeah, seems, seems to be the case. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, I guess it's another thing um, from, from watching a lot of the bands as well is that there's a real like earnest performance mm. as well and in, in that there isn't a pretense. No, um, no. And everything that you totally engage with the bands because you do feel that everything that they're, that they're putting out there is heartfelt and yeah, you know, yeah. they, they mean it and... Yeah, it's it's just not just for the show of look at us on the stage. No, it's, we're not. We're there not is just, a love of the of the performance. I think so. Yeah, we're not just posturing. We're sort of yeah. you know we, the things we say we sort of saying because we you know we feel they should be said or it's interesting to say them. Um, at least that's the intention. Anyway, yeah, yeah, know, well, that's what but comes yeah. across. But yeah, and this uh, like you said, this newest newest album is probably the one where the the uh, stories are the sort of rawest in terms of being true and there's some on there we almost didn't put on because some of the band were like mm, that's a bit you know it's a bit close to the <laughs> a bone a bit close to the <laughs> bone <laughs> do you want to change some of those words <laughs> some names yeah. may be changed well yeah, <laughs> well, yeah kind of yeah. sort of 50% changed the last the last song on the album is called any resemblance to actual persons living or yeah, dead yeah. is purely coincidental which is our sort of way of uh, you know that came about through a discussion an argument about another track on the album um, and we were just having a laugh and we were just saying that you know that phrase just yeah. to get out of it and then Dan goes up and writes a song with Brilliant. manages to fit it in <laughs> in the line Excellent. so that's fantastic <laughs> Love sort it. of tied up the album concept quite neatly absolutely absolutely and it seems to be going down an absolute treat based on what I've read online it does, yeah, it's yeah. A, it is a great album it's been Cheers. all over Spotify um, over yeah. the last week since it's come out yeah, um, yeah. and yeah other people seem to be really enjoying it which is great yeah no that, that sort of seems to be the feeling there, there, there's some that um, 
you know, or like, oh, it's not quite the same as the first couple of albums, yeah. or, you know. Um, but then we we feel, you know, we have we've already written those albums, yeah. you know, and and it's it makes it more interesting. Firstly, for us to do mm-hmm. something a little bit different, and hopefully for the audience as well to do something a little bit different, and not, not just sort of stagnate in in one place. I think this album as well it does go in lots of different places, yeah. and we haven't been tied down to a, a skinny sound. Mm-hmm. We, it was more about the songs, you know, arriving in the studio. I say because Dan writes the lyrics and the melody, and then thinking about how they need to be treated rather than going how would Skinny Lister yeah. deal with this. I think. I don't know, it's just better for us to experiment and put together something that we're proud of, obviously. Um, I think at the core, there is something skinny lister about yeah, everything I, well, we, we do. Absolutely, know, I, I think, think. You could, with any song, any song of yours, you can I, you can pick it out and go, yeah, that's a skinny lister yeah, yeah, track, yeah. and they don't necessarily have to sound the same, but I they've also, got that feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, in the past, Kathy, we questioned whether that was a skinny lister yeah, sound, okay. nearly didn't go anywhere on the album now it's a firm favourite yeah. Trouble on Oxford Street yeah, that yeah. was written we were like we like it but ooh is, is it going to be skin-? again and that's a classic big, track big, now yeah. like, it's, it's one a, of our live classics yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I within, think within our little uh, realm <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a a great, great video as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah I think from those lessons we're just yeah. We're going to make what we love and what we feel proud of. And then Definitely. hopefully people will, will come along with us. And I do think that this album is a definite grower as well. Yeah. If, if, you know, I just think that the lyrical content is, for me, some of the strongest that we've ever put out. And um, I just, yeah, I, every well time... I, I do. I, I really <laughs> think, you know, some of yeah. those lines are like, yes, I just love that. So Absolutely. I think that's a great thing. So yeah, yeah. we're proud and yeah, it's really nice to see positive feedback on Yeah, them. definitely. Uh, and from your peers as well, you know, everybody on the label have seen post out that, you know, they're big fans of it. So that's, that's yeah, good yeah. to hear as that's well. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Always, always nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we wrap up then, um, it is International Women's Day. So um, in terms of having a female in the band, there's a lot of differing opinions, I guess, um, from people who have different experiences. There's people that don't see it as any any different, and then there's people. I mean, there's a, there's a new there's an event called Female Fronted is not a genre, um, <laughs> and I think which I think is a good point. But in terms of your experiences, both of you having like a female in the band, has do you feel there's been any different treatment, or what's your experiences been? We've well, I'll let you speak maybe more on it. But mm. I've I've never really I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but I've never mm. really thought much about it to be honest. I just um assumed that everyone can be equal within yeah. music, uh, whether it's, you know, performing or behind the scenes. Um, in fact we've worked with a lots of women behind the scenes, haven't we? On touring with More done, women so. behind the scenes than up front. Mm. I'm really I, excited because our Euro tour I'm going uh, we're going with Holy Moly and the Crackers and they've got two women in the excellent. band. So that'll <laughs> be like a fresh a thing yeah, for yeah, me to actually yeah. yeah, watch out. <laughs> Witches will be about. <laughs> but um yeah no I think there's definitely something that helps. I don't know. I d- what were you trying well, to say? I don't know. <laughs> I, d- I feel like a woman in the band, yeah. and I feel like I'm a focal point, but that's probably just because I'm a kick-ass front woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I'm quite shy. Um, I am, believe it or not. But um, I mean, for us, I, I, I quite like it that there's like a, a female element in mm-hmm. the band. For, it's sort of... 
it's not just a bunch of dudes. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like it sort of balances out in a way. Not got anything against bands with them, no, which no. I just uh, but uh, there's something quite nice and balancing about yeah. it. I think. Um, but yeah, and you you do you know you sort of you know wear the trousers a lot in the band as well. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Make like that phrase hair. actually. But <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I'm I'm fairly. Well, I, I do a lot of the organising as well. I'm right. the organised one, so I'll, you know, it's like herding some cats <laughs> sometimes. And uh, mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I guess being a woman, you can be a bit more like, come on, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And the lads perhaps listen to me okay. a bit more. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> unless it's the end of the night and they're all drunk. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Oh, but, but that's just my personality yeah, as yeah. well. So whether that's because... I've got boobies or not, I don't know. <laughs> no, that, and that was a fair point, yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody can t- potentially say so. Excellent. I mean, the other, <laughs> lastly on yeah, that, just yeah. that, we've always been a supporter of safe gigs for women as well, and we, yeah. we've had a, um, a lot of our shows come there and sort of, um, you know, we've always been big supporters of that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, I think in that sense, is having that feminine touch mm-hmm. in the band, and, and, you know, I go crowd surfing and I yeah. get on people's shoulders and things. I, I do hate that that shows to ladies, you know, you can do yeah. do what you want and uh, hopefully in a safe environment. You know, I haven't had that many. I don't think I've, I might have had one dodgy experience yeah. in all my 10 years of being. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but mm-hmm. it is possible to be um, a woman in music industry and not have any negative experiences yeah. as well and I think yeah and that's a great message to get out there and to encourage people yeah so, yeah. yeah excellent well thank you very very much thank for you. your time have a great show and uh, yeah welcome back to Yorkshire welcome Yay! to Yorkshire <laughs> cheers, cheers. Thank, thank you thanks for having us there you go so I hope you enjoyed that um, as I said if this is your first introduction to Skinny Lister then enjoy your future listening you've got a whole host of audio treats ahead of you um and yeah, check out the live dates. I would highly recommend going and checking them out. Considering how much they tour um, and the amount of ground they cover, I am surprised I've only seen them once. Um, but yeah, chances are they will be coming to somewhere near you over the next year. They do, as I say, cover the globe quite nicely. Um, if you're, as we mentioned, if you're going to be in Boston for Lost Evenings 3, then they'll be there. Um, so check them out. That looks to be an absolutely fantastic lineup. Um, I have put links for the website within the description of the podcast. So have a look there for any um, dates. They will be all up to date. Um, and yeah, check them out. Please do. Um, so that's it for this week. Um, as I said, if you have enjoyed this episode, then check out the previous episodes with uh, with other label mates from Extra Mile. Um, and if you have enjoyed it, then yeah, please share it. Uh, let other people know who might enjoy this as well and this is basically how how people find out about the podcast either through social media which i'm not very good at um or through word of mouth Um, and it's very much appreciated anybody that does recommend it Um, thank you very much for that so yeah thanks very much for joining me again and uh, enjoy the rest of your day evening weekend week good night